Amen. What's up, Rock Church? Good to see everybody. God bless you. Welcome to our nine o'clock service. I'm assuming these are all the non-soccer fans in the house this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That game, I think, is still going on. I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody in case you got that thing DVR'd, but I have a feeling that you're not if you're here. Um, I do want to welcome everybody to The Rock. My name is Travis. I'm the campus pastor here at Rock Church Point Loma where I'm standing. Uh, but I also want to greet all of our locations. San Marcos, what's happening? East, East County, El Cajon, City Heights, Chula Vista. Everybody joining us online, doing church anywhere and everywhere and watching later. And then right here in the room. Let's put our hands together and greet one another. Come on, Merry Christmas, Rock Church. Come on, come on. I heard Pastor Darren here in Point Loma giving his uh, announcement. Let, let, let's, uh, let's keep Christ in Christmas. I think some of us just got to keep Christ in Christians for a little bit because we got to work on that first. I'm saying, I'm saying traffic, but getting people lately, getting people. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you came today. We are in week three of our series, Heaven Came Down. But before we get into the series, just a couple things we want to tell you about. One is that Christmas Eve service is going to be next Saturday. We have services at all of our locations at 4 o'clock. Everybody say 4. San Marcos say 4. Everybody here say 4. 4. But here we'll have 4 and a 6. And so bring your families, bring your friends, bring your mamas and your babies and your baby mamas and everybody in between. They're all welcome at Christmas, Christmas Eve. And on Christmas Day, we're going to have a special online-only message. I think that's pretty cool that... You know, is anybody doing like, we all wear the same color pajamas thing? Are people doing that? I think it, it's starting to make its way in my house because I saw an Amazon package arrive that said pajamas and I'm like, you're about to get on me with these matching pajama pants and flannel. It's hot, man, in San Diego. We got time for matching flannel outfits, but we're going to do it probably and we're going to watch Christmas together as a family at home and so I'm just really blessed that we have a really great experience for you Christmas Day. Uh, and then New Year's Day is a Sunday, and we're going to have normal service at all of our locations, normal times, normal service, everything will be the same. So plan on starting the new year off together at, at church. Uh, and then get ready because uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting is on its way. I'm just letting you know. Okay, last week, Pastor Miles, very little clapping, very little clapping for 21 days. I, I meant to clap, I meant to clap, I meant to clap. El Cajon, I bet you, I don't even think anybody's clapping in El Cajon the way you guys eat your food, man. I'm saying, you know, enjoy the potlucks, enjoy the tamales, shout out tamales, shout out prime rib. I, what, just yell at me at once, what's your, what's your Christmas dinner? What's your Christmas dinner? Honey hams and prime ribs and all kinds of stuff. What was that, what were you, what'd you say? Pasole, we got pasole here in Point Loma, yeah, a couple of... Raise the roofs over here too. and uh, So enjoy that. Get all that you can get. Okay, because on January 8th, I'm just letting you know the message will be on prayer and fasting. And you're like, Jesus, prayer? Yes, Lord, fasting. You know, it's like just some of us like one part more than the other, but just know it's coming. And I promise you, if you just commit that time to the Lord, he's going to bless you. And whatever you're hoping for, believing God for, you, you need, a, need a change in your life. It, it can happen through 21 days of prayer and fasting. God even tells us there's some things that just don't happen unless you pray and you fast. Amen? Amen. And so that brings us to today. We're in our series, Heaven Came Down. And this whole month, we have been celebrating the story. Really, it's a, it's a Christmas account. It's more than a story. This actually happened. It's the Christmas account. It goes back 2,000 years ago when God sent his son Jesus to be with us. Heaven sent the very best when Jesus 
in humility stepped down from his glory, stepped down from angels praising him and into the manger. He humbled himself in, in our world and that's why he's called Emmanuel. Everybody say Emmanuel. Emmanuel, and in Hebrew that word means God with us. And heaven came down over 2,000 years ago to be Emmanuel, God with us, and it changed the game. Nothing would stay the same ever again. In week one, a pastor broke down that we studied the majesty of Jesus. Heaven came down and we looked at the ma- and majesty just means he is great. Heaven came down and God is great, he is mighty, he was, he is, and is to come and always will be, that is his majesty. And last week, pastor unpacked Jesus the man. He's the man. And in his humanity, he experienced everything that we did, everything that you did, but still lived a perfect, sinless, blameless life that we were supposed to live but could not live, but Jesus came, heaven came down, he was the man. And this week, we're gonna unpack the miraculous ministry of Jesus. And as we unpack and dissect the supernatural acts and the signs and the wonders that make up Jesus' miraculous ministry, we can begin to understand why heaven, heaven came down. Let's pray and let's ask uh, for that very thing, that heaven would just fall today on us and that God would do something in your life as we go through his word. Let's pray together, all of our locations. Father, we love you and we say thank you that you love us unconditionally regardless of what we've done in the past or what we've done this morning or maybe there's someone in the room that is far from church, far from you, far from God, but they're here and they made an effort to come find out what it's like when heaven comes down. I pray their life would be changed today. And maybe not even at the end of the service, but maybe it already happened in the the worship, but Lord, we believe that only you can do the miraculous, and so we believe you for that, God. The things that we can't do, you can, so do it today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Um, any, Any sports fans, maybe you're not a soccer fan, but sports fans here, San Marcos City Heights sports fans. By the way, uh, happy wedding anniversary to Ryan and Kelsey Dillon at City Heights. Come on, wedding anniversary. Love y'all. Ryan's a sports fan, I know he is. Um, Deion Sanders, if, if you know anything about Deion Sanders, he's a special athlete, was an incredible athlete, and one of the only players, or is the only player, to have played in a Super Bowl and played in a World Series. He's the only, I even thought Bo Jackson did it, no, Deion Sanders, and, and if you're born, we were having this debate in the back, if you were born like after 1997, this is like, who? De- Deion, Deion Smith, Deion who? Right, no, Deion Sanders, prime time, prime time. He played, in a, he played in a Super Bowl and played in the World Series, in fact, take it to the next level. He even played for the Atlanta Falcons on, in, the, in the daytime and then took a helicopter to play for the Atlanta Braves in the playoff game. I mean, that's next level, that's prime time. So lately, he has been moving the needle again, making some noise, because three years ago, he became the head football coach of Jackson State Football, and that's a HBCU, historically back college, and he's been winning. And he makes some noise, and he's full of swagger. If you know primetime, I mean, he's that guy. He's that guy. Go check his Instagram. At the very top of his account, it says, uh, don't allow my confidence to offend your insecurity. He's that guy. Okay, I'm just saying, it's just like, this kind of guy, okay? In fact, when he gives his talk to his, his team, he's got theme music. He goes, give me my theme music. Bum, 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 and they walk out. I'm like, he's that guy. He's that guy. They've been winning and winning and winning and winning so much so that he was offered another head football coach job at the University of Colorado. He accepted the job. 
and he went and give his, gave his player speech just a, a few weeks ago, and you can find it online. It is hilarious. And he shows up, and he's looking like primetime looks. He's got the videos with him, and he starts addressing the, the, the players that were from University of Colorado right here. Like, I'm just talking to a few of you here. And he basically says, listen, I'm here, and everything's about to change. <laughs> And, and, and I'm, I'm being nice, but, but in more words than less, he, he basically said th- this line. He says, listen, I'm coming. I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louis Vuitton. <laughs> he recruited a bunch of players to go play with them at Jackson State. A lot of those are great players. So he comes to the new players and says, listen, I'm coming, and I'm bringing them with me, and a lot of them are better than you. So just get ready for things to shake up. And I'm sitting here watching YouTube like, oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And the players are just sitting there having to just receive all of this from prime time. But he's saying, listen, when I get there, we're going to a new level. Okay, I'm about winning. I'm about excellence. Just get ready. For those that they don't want it, we're changing. Everything is going up. And in the same way, when heaven came down at Christmas, Heaven didn't come down so that everything in your life could stay the same. So that you could still be depressed this season. Heaven didn't come down so that you could still be stuck in your past failures and losses. Heaven didn't come down so that we could keep living without purpose. No, 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 no. Heaven came down to change everything. From the moment that Jesus arrived, he turned the ordinary world upside down and began living the extraordinary life. He changed everything. Everything changes when heaven came down. Just ask Joseph, right? Joseph had some plans. Joseph didn't, didn't expect Gabriel to come and tell him, listen, you're gonna have a son, but you are not the father. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have that plan. But you're gonna name him Jesus. Go, oh, man. Everything changed when heaven came down. And what about Mary? Mary was a young girl. We don't know, maybe she was 15, 16. Maybe she was younger, a little older. But she had plans, but everything Change everything stopped everything took a 180 when heaven came down what about the shepherds in the field the shepherds were the very first ones to get the announcement after Mary and Joseph in that instant the the shepherds are in the fields taking care of, of their sheep and then the, the angel appears and says don't be afraid they're 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 they're, they're just about to die that's how fearful they are <laughs> don't be afraid and then all of a sudden, a heavenly host, a company, the Bible says, and I don't know how many are in a company, but that's a lot. And what happened to the sheep? I think they either died, passed out, or just took off. Like, y'all, you're good. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Everything changed. The Bible tells us that the shepherds ran into town to go find Mary and Joseph in sandals. And, you know, this, that was the fastest 5K they ever ran to go find Mary and Joseph. Everything changed. How about the Magi? The Magi were in the east, and then they saw a star appear. And they said, well, we got to go find out what this star is, but the star moved, and it wasn't just in one place. It moved for two years, leading the Magi to follow and find Jesus. And, And we know just how people travel. It wasn't just one guy, second guy, third guy, and a little box of gold. No, it was the whole, whole group. It was, it, was, it was their wives, their children, it was their, their, their friends, their family. They, they, they moved together, probably with the treasury and, and, and many carriages. I don't know what they traveled with, but they, everybody went. It wasn't just a group. It was everybody. The whole caravan, everything changes when heaven comes down. The world takes notice and nothing can stay the same. And maybe the most dis, 
eruptive or the most in-your-face way to introduce heaven to the world is through the miraculous ministry of Jesus that he lived from age 30 to 33 because heaven sent the MVP. Heaven sent the GOAT. And Jesus did some things. In fact, I, I, I brought a list with me, and if you ever thought about how many miracles were recorded in the New Testament, and some people say it's 34, some 37, some it's, it's broken up in seven categories, but I, I brought the whole list with me. Check this out. These are some of the miracles that Jesus did. Jesus changed water into wine. Jesus cured the nobleman's son. The, the first miraculous catch of fish. Jesus cast out an unclean spirit. Jesus cured Peter's mother-in-law of a fever. He healed a leper. Jesus healed the centurion's servant. Jesus raised the widow's son from dead. Jesus stilled the storm. Jesus cured the two demoniacs. He cured the paralytic, raised the ruler's daughter from dead, cured a woman of an issue of blood, opened eyes of two blind men, loosened the tongue of a man who could not speak, healed the lame man at the pool of Bethesda, restored a withered hand, cured a demon-possessed man, fed the 5,000, healed a woman of Canaan, cured a deaf man and a mute man, fed the 4,000, opened the eyes of a blind man, cured a boy who was plagued by a demon, opened the eyes of a man who was born blind. (gasps) I'm just getting out of breath here. Jesus cured a woman who had been afflicted for 18 years of blood. Jesus cured a man of dropsy. I had to look that up. I didn't even know what that was. That's like edema. Retaining water and so your body starts to swell up and it's due, well at least Google told me this, it's due to heart failure. That's the modern version of dropsy but Jesus In Luke 14, cured a man of dropsy. Jesus cleansed the 10 lepers, raised Lazarus from the dead, opened the eyes of two blind men, caused the fig tree to wither, restored the ear of the high priest's servant, rose from the dead himself, and the second miraculous catch of fish in John 21. Can we thank God for the miraculous ministry of Jesus Christ? Come on, all locations, we can thank God for the ministry. But here's maybe one of the coolest verses in all the Bible. And maybe not one of my my favorite, because there's so many, but maybe one of the coolest verses in John 21, 25. It says, Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. How cool is that? Now, the world's a big place. Let's just take the campuses, okay? In, in, In City Heights, you guys got roughly 500 seats. I'm guessing here, I'm estimating Chula Vista, 300 seats as you look around in San Marcos, 600, El Cajon, 600, and right here around 3,400. Let's just take the rooms that we're in right now and put a book in every hand, put a book in every seat. That's a lot of miracles. And I can imagine the, 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 the disciples as they're watching, like someone's eye fell out and he put it back. He's like, did you get that? Did you see what happened? Who's writing this down? And imagine if they had phones. Get your phone out, Peter. Get your phone out. He would have went viral. If they had fun, they would have been, oh my, oh my God, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. But there were so many miracles that took place, they just couldn't fit it all. Like, we already got the ear, who cares about the eye? Like, I already wrote this one down, there's too many. There's so many signs and wonders that Jesus performed everywhere Jesus walked. He lived with the residue of heaven, dripping in signs and wonders. I just want to unpack one of them today in Mark chapter 9. If you've got your Bibles with you, get your Bible out to Mark chapter 9. Matthew, Mark, this is the second gospel account. The gospel according to Mark. Mark chapter 9, I'm going to read verses 14 to 28, and I'll take a few stops to preach a little bit, teach a little bit. Mark 9 
verse 14 to 28, and Jesus is healing a boy of an unclean spirit, and they are, there's an argument that breaks out because the disciples can't, can't heal him. And that happened a few times. And this father is bringing his son who has been oppressed, possessed by this demon. And this is what it reads, starting in verse 14. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Now watch this. Jesus says, you unbelieving generation. Uh Uh-oh. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. See, this is is savage Jesus. (laughs) This is... This is, give me my theme music, Jesus. This is, he's that guy, Jesus. This is, I'm the, most, I'm the most important man in the world, Jesus. This is that guy. Put some respect on my name, Jesus. He's not sinning, but he's frustrated with his disciples because they've been watching heaven this whole time. They just can't bring heaven down. And he's frustrated with them. How long am I gonna put up with you? Give me the boy. I'll do it. And in verse 20, so they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. A convulsion. He fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Now, I just, real, real quick, all of our locations, we're going to take a little poll. How many of you would say you're a morning person? Okay? Okay, put your hand down. Just all excited because you're a morning, you know? <laughs> just super fast, your hands. I'm morning, you know? I don't even need coffee. I was here. <laughs> Okay, let's just take a breath. Make some room for us night folks. Here we go. Okay, how many people are a night person? Come on now. See how relaxed we were? It's just real cool. Just like. <laughs> okay. My wife and my daughter are morning people. They just wake up, just, I'm here. You know, just, it's real bright. And just, uh, my son and I, we're late. So we, we, we could just we just stay up. Now, I get up early. I just don't like it, okay? Now, now morning people, don't get all self-righteous because you're up before us and you had Devo time and it was just, you know, highlighted and you drew a little bit and posted it already and it just, you know, in your prayer closet, just on your knees with the Lord just for 30 minutes before we even woke up, right? Because listen, when y'all fall asleep at 8.30, we plug your cell phones in. We're the ones that plug your cell phones in so in the morning it has the full, full charge. Can I get an amen, night people? I'm just saying, you, just wake, you, you may not even wake up all bright and early because your phone died, but we plug it in. When I imagine the convulsion in the morning, sometimes I don't even think my eyes open when I'm brushing my teeth. Sometimes I brush the teeth and then I just do this till I get to the shower and then one eye starts to open a little bit, okay? And I'm, I'm in the shower and then halfway through the shower I'm like, I start to twitch a little bit and then this eye opens up. Convulsion. It was even worse than that. He fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth, verse 21. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, his whole life, he answered. It is often thrown him into fire. Are you kidding me? 
or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. I don't know who this is for, but there's someone that came to church today at one of our locations that this has been your heart cry all Christmas. Lord, I believe you for a miracle. I believe you for a Christmas blessing with my finances, with my family, my, my relationship at my job, but I still have doubt. Help me with my unbelief. You need to know that doubt is not the absence of faith. Oftentimes, your doubt is what brings you to Jesus. It helps build the faith, and that's what happened with the guy's father, the boy's father. He says, I, I believe, I got, but, I, but I got some doubt because of what I've been through. But I've come to you with the faith I have. In verse 25, when Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit, you deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, shriek, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. In one short encounter, through the miraculous ministry of Jesus, we can begin to understand why heaven came down. And there are many reasons why heaven came down, but from this encounter, I wanna give you three that I believe put the full, the full gospel on display, the, the good news on display, the reason why Jesus came. And so if you're taking notes, write this one down. This is your first point. Heaven came down to take authority over the devil. Heaven came down to take authority over the devil. On your behalf, in your life, in Luke 9, 42, this is the same story in a, the ending part of the same story. See, Mark 9 has this account, but so does Luke. And in Luke 9, 42, it says, even while the boy was coming. So Jesus says, bring the boy. So the boy comes. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the impure spirit. Jesus rebukes the spirit. Healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. You see, John 10, 10 says, the thief... The evil one, the deceiver, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus says, listen, I know, I know he's trying to kill you. I know he's trying to steal your joy. I know he's trying to destroy your family and your purpose, but I have come to give you life and life to the full. How, how many of you remember the song, um, uh, This Little Light of Mine? Would, would you humor me at all our locations? Would we, just, would we just come together as one church? Would you, if you know it, would you sing it with me? Come on. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Come on, Chula Vista. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Here we go, pick it up. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Come on, give yourself a hand. That was really good. How many of you remember the second verse? I'm not gonna make you sing it. Hide under a bushel, no. And then it transitions to, don't let Satan it out. Because I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. But I know because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy that oftentimes it feels like he's coming so hard, so often, 
so frequent. Pastor, you don't know what I've been through this year to even be here. All I felt is stealing my joy, killing my spirit, destroying my family. (sighs) My candle is out. But here's what God tells us in Romans 16, 20. It says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan. You see, he takes authority over the devil on your behalf. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet and the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. And so when Satan comes to attack you while you're coming to him and he puts you in a convulsion and he blows out your candle, I I just can't. Don't let Satan blow it out. You can say, he blows it out. But I've been given the grace of God. I got the grace stick. I got the, every time, I got grace. I got grace. I got more grace. I failed, but I got more grace. My marriage is falling apart, but I'm still here. I got grace. My kids aren't here, but I'm praying for them by the grace of God. I'm sick, but I made it to church today. I got grace. See, don't let Satan blow it out because I got the grace of God in my life, and Jesus came at heaven, with heaven, at Christmas to take authority over the devil on your behalf. Come on, give him a great shout of praise. He's worthy of praise. Heaven came down to remind us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He takes authority over the devil. Even when the devil comes at you, I can press on because of the grace of God in my life. Here's the second reason why heaven came down. Number two, heaven came down to heal that which is broken. Heaven came down to heal that which is broken. I'm gonna go back to Luke 9 again, 42, but emphasis on a different piece of the story in in Luke 9, 42. Even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in the convulsion, we know that, but Jesus, number one, rebuked the impure spirit and then heals the boy. And see, a lot of people think, isn't that the same thing? It's not the same thing. Because in Mark, it told us when Jesus rebuked the spirit, get out, you deaf and mute spirit, and don't come back. He's taken care of the devil in that moment, but the boy is left looking like a corpse. So Mark says people thought he was dead. Spirit's gone. And so one, heaven comes down to take authority over the devil on your behalf. And number two, heaven comes down to heal that which is broken. That which is broken in your life. And in case you didn't know, you came to a church today, if it's your first time, that believes in the power of God to heal. To heal physically, to heal spiritually, to heal emotionally, to heal mentally. And we believe in the instantaneous miracle and the kind that happens over time. We believe God heals through prayer. We believe God heals through the hands of physicians. God heals. We believe for a healer. In fact, I, was, I went to the, the dentist recently because after 30 years, I was eight years old, I got a filling, and after 30 years, it came out. And I was, you know, I was kind of doing this, I'm like, what is this? What is happening in my tooth? And so I went to see the dentist, and they told me I needed a root canal. Anybody had a root canal before? It was terrible. You didn't, you, no one told me. I was like, root canal, and don't Google it, it doesn't make you feel better. I was like, what is this root canal? This tunnel they're gonna be digging in my mouth, this canal in my gums. How many needles will it take to build this canal in my gums? (laughs) And so I go to the dentist and they do the root canal and 
the filling had come out and so they had to take the root, it was getting sensitive, everything hurt, hot, cold, chewing, whatever, you know what I mean, everything, your breath, my breath, it just, everything made it hurt. It's terrible. And they did a root canal and they took the root out, it was so painful. And I thought, praise God, it's over. And they said, no, it's not. <laughs> so I, they, they, they took the root, they put something else in, they, they, they finished the root canal and what they told me is, look, we, we, the, the pain's gone, but it still looks like a dead tooth. You gotta put a crown on it to make it pretty, come on. And, and when heaven came down, what Jesus did is he died for your sin. And if you believe that, your life has been secured in heaven for all eternity. But we still have people walking around with dead corpse residue on them. We call that forgiven but not freed. You, you got people that are Christians but you're still rude. Uh-oh. I'm, just, I'm in your Christmas stocking now, come on now. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a Christian, but no one likes you. You, you praise God on Sunday, but Monday comes, and, and it, you just, you're selfish, just, just, just like sour and bitter. You don't look anything like Jesus. There's, there's, a, there's a healing, a holistic healing that God can do, and here's what it, here's what it tells us in Psalm 147, three. He heals the brokenhearted, and binds up their wounds. What wounds? All wounds, any kind of wound. Your wound, my wound, all kinds of wounds. So why did heaven come down? To show you and me that God is in the business of making broken things heal and whole. He wants to bring you together, to heal you, to make you whole, to, to, to make you not just save, but free. Not just rebuking the enemy on behalf of your life, but then doing a healing act in your life. And so I just want to take a moment, a ministry moment of all of our locations and just, do, just pray right now. Because there's people walking around that, that need a, a healing act. In fact, I would encourage you, go to Encounter. Encounter is one of our ministries we put on and the next one is February 4th. I would encourage you to go to Encounter and say, God, I'm going to sit with you and go and, and search my life and unpack what are the things that are, that are still on me. And I, I don't know about a generational curse, but I got generational habits that are stuck on me. I got to get those out. And so I just want to pray real quick. Lord, I just pray a blessing over all our locations, Lord. We pray for healing today. Physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, would you bind up all of our wounds in Jesus' name? We thank you that you have conquered the enemy. You've taken authority over the devil. And because of the grace of God, we can keep pressing on. But we also believe that you have healed us. You want to heal us, and you're doing a healing act today. And so we receive that now in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. Come on, church. Come on. We got one more point. Here's number three, and then we're going to wrap it up. Number three, heaven came down to restore every relationship. Heaven came down to take authority over the devil. Heaven came down to heal that which is broken. And heaven came down to restore every single kind of relationship. Same passage, Luke 9, 42 and 43. Even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in a convulsion, but Jesus rebuked the spirit. That was number one. He healed the boy. That was number two. And then watch this. He gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the goodness and the greatness of God. And see, what I imagine in that moment is a father who's been mourning his son since he was a child saving him from fire, saving him from drowning, desiring a relationship with his son, but all he gets is, is yelling and foaming and rolling and demonic activities. His entire life, he's been mourning this relationship, 
But Jesus, after rebuking the spirit and healing the boy, takes the boy's hand and gives it to the father. Here's what 2 Corinthians 5.18 says. God has done all of this. He has restored our relationship with him through Christ. But then he takes another step and he has given us that same ministry of reconciliation. That means that God takes the things we thought were lost and restores them back to us. That's a ministry. It's a ministry of reconciliation. Um, this is one of the coolest stories. I'm gonna close with this and then we'll, we'll end our time together. But I want you to lean in. I want you to stick around for this last part because I don't want you to miss this moment and someone's gonna begin a relationship with Jesus today wherever we're gathered. But one of the coolest stories, I think, this year for me is a story of a, of a friend of mine, uh, Ashton and his wife, uh, Yadida. And they have been, they serve in our, in our church. He serves in safety and I believe so does she, but she's, they've been married for 12 years and trying to get pregnant for eight of those 12 years. And they have been trying, 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 trying and have gone through miscarriage after miscarriage. At one point they had twins, they were praising God and they miscarried the twins. And then two years ago, in their, God, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Sound familiar? With great faith decided, you know what, we're going to believe God for a miracle. And they wrote this prayer out. I have this prayer. We brought that picture. This is a, a prayer that they put up in, their, in their, their house. And it's a prayer of petition. And I was, so, I was so blessed by this. And it just goes down and it begins to, God, we believe you for this. We believe you, you've called us to be parents. We believe that you've called us to have a child. God, we know it's coming to pass. We're gonna by faith declare it. We receive it in advance. Thank you, God. In spite of what we've been through, we believe that you can restore what we've lost. And then they took it to another level because I, I called him and he's telling me this story. And he goes, Travis, two years ago, that prayer went up, but then we took it to another level and look what they did. Put the next picture up. This is Yadira. They built a nursery two years ago and said, God, we don't have the child, but in our belief, help us in our unbelief, we by faith are going to build a nursery. We're not just going to say it, spray it. We're going to be about your business. They put it on the wall and they built the nursery in advance. And then they went another level and they said, you know what, God, we need practice as parents because we're going to be parents. We believe you for, for this. They started serving in local orphanages. I thought, you guys are crazy. I mean, you're really putting yourself out there. And we've been praying for them, praying with each other. I've prayed for them, you've prayed for them, they've prayed with our pastor. And there's just something on this house with, with parents trying to have children. And we prayed that God, what was lost, would you restore because You've given us this beautiful ministry of reconciliation. And I know that's, you know, one person to another, but you're a redeemer. That's who you are. You're a restorer of all things. And so we prayed, and God, would you believe that they got pregnant this year? Yeah, come on. We can thank God. But every, every month I, I would go to him and, and, and I would just say, don't, you know, I would tell, tell her, don't, don't be picking up anything heavy. Just, you just sit right there and let him carry you to the car and, you know. Just oil all over the place and praying and just every month, how's it going, how's it going, how's it going? And, and they're due around Christmas time this year. And, and I was writing this message and I called him. I go, Ashton, hey man, how, how are you guys doing? I know that you're close and the baby's due. And he goes, Travis, you're not gonna believe it. Christmas came early. Baby Ace was born on December 9th. Won't he do it? Ain't God good? 
Isn't God faithful? And so we were just on the phone, just, just, just like, man, God's so good. God is so incredible. God is so faithful. Now look up here. I don't know what you feel like you've lost. I don't know if you've lost a friendship, if you've lost a loved one, if you've lost a job, if you've lost your hope, if you've lost your joy, or maybe you feel like I've lost my faith in God. 2,000 years ago, heaven came down when Jesus found himself in a manger. And heaven didn't come down so that our lives could stay the same. Heaven came down to change everything. But here's the question, did you receive heaven? Because when heaven came down, he came to take authority over the devil on your behalf. So no matter what I go through, by the grace of God, I can still press on. And heaven came down to heal the things that are broken in our world and in your life. And heaven came down at Christmas 2,000 years ago to be a reconciler of the things that we've lost, we feel like we don't have anymore. And maybe the most important thing that we can reconcile today is you and Jesus, me and our Father, our relationship to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He was, he is, and he always will be. Heaven came down. Receive heaven today. Let this Christmas be the Christmas that you believe God for a miracle. In fact, let's bow our heads and close our eyes at all of our locations, those joining online. Let's pray together and let's just believe God for a miracle right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the great physician. You're our redeemer. You're the good shepherd. God, you're the great I am. You're the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And we trust you with our lives today. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, I pray that those that need a miracle right now, God, you would increase their faith. And even in those moments where you go, God, I believe, but help me in my unbelief, we believe, God, you can do it. When we can't, you can. And so we put our lives in your hands right now, believing you, God, for a Christmas miracle of our own. This is the season where we believe that anything is possible. And everything changes when heaven comes down. And for all of those individuals who just need to begin a relationship with Jesus, because you don't know who God is and all this is brand new and you're just kind of overwhelmed by everything, here's the first step and the best step is meet Jesus today. Meet Emmanuel, the God that is with you and wants to be with you in this moment. If you need to begin that relationship, just pray this in the quiet of your heart. Just say, dear God, I admit that I have sinned. I admit that I've fallen short. And I believe that you love me. And I believe that you've died for me. And right now, I confess you as the Lord of my life. You're not just Jesus, you're master. You're not just God, you're the ruler of my world. Come into my life, give me a new heart, new spirit, give me new eyes. I love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord one more time.